place. God's moving in Haiti. God's moving here. Um, there's a lot going on everywhere, and we want to invest fully prayer in prayer and finances, whatever we can, to sow into the mission worldwide, what God is doing to establish his people and prepare for his coming. So, um, yeah, so God's just going to preach. He's preaching in Creole, and I'm going to do my best to translate, yeah, for him this morning. So, Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> We're getting ready to preach. I'm so excited to be here. amazed at the way that God has sent me here. And I'm so happy this morning, truly. Yes, and I'm so, I'm so glad that God has placed this uh, great woman in my path who is well. God is good. He's great. God designs us and he gives us what we need so that we can bring change into the world. God has designed Weston so that she could go to Haiti so that she could open a door to a people, specifically me, my church, my friends. She is my family. And so I'm very happy. I feel Hallelujah. very happy. Hallelujah. 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 Good. Um, you said bon Dieu en Jamaïque. Vous êtes famille. Moi, you said bon Dieu m'appelle moi. You said bon Dieu appelle nous, mais moi je choisis. So God will design us, and He also calls us into the world. See, He doesn't give us each the same work. He gives each of us individually a very specific work because he doesn't work the same way in a duo. The work of God is different, unique. So because of this, in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, he calls us Yes, to build us so that we can be the response to the world. He doesn't do it the same way the government does it or politics does it. He does things differently. But that's why each one of us has a very specific role, spiritual role, that we would sow seeds in the world and that he would change us and make us a different way. So in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, in verse 19, I'm sorry, he sends us out so we could go find the people to make disciples, to build them up. We're not 
I don't know how many of you have heard this word before and received this. And I'm going to say this simply. Yeah, God has sown a seed into your heart so that you could go and bring a response to the world. The world has lots of problems right now. The world is aching right now. There's so much sickness in the world right now. But don't ever forget, you have the response because Jesus is inside of you. He's inside of you. He wants you and he builds you so that you can be a response to the world. Hallelujah. Even when the world falls apart, but we have a call within us. Yes. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? This morning, I'd like to say that you have something inside of you. I, in the same way, have received this seed from God. Every place that God uh, puts his children, he gives them a specific work to do. He has a very specific mission for them to do. And through this mission, you will make a difference. I had an encounter with Christ in in something that was, in a way that was different. So I, <laughs> sorry, I really want to make sure I'm translating what he's saying. I'm not going to make things up. <laughs> so I went to school and I took a test and I got a very bad grade on that test. I, I didn't pass. And when I got the result, I was so disappointed, discouraged. I was in a Christian family, but I never really had Jesus myself. When they sent me to go to school, I was just pleasing myself with everything. But then I was in school and I got bad grades. And I I knew God through that. Oh, so when I got that bad grade, I slammed my head against the wall. And then when I did that, I remembered my mom had told me about God. And that Sunday, I went to church, and I was obligated. I I felt obligated to receive Christ. And God did a made a massive change in my life. It doesn't just because you are raised in a Christian family does not mean you are a Christian. I was raised in a Christian family, and I did not know Jesus. I had never had experience with Him. 
So, so I want to tell you today, make this very clear, just because you were raised in a Christian family does not make you a Christian. You, you might have a privilege to be in a Christian family, but that does not mean that you have Jesus in your life. And so God even made me pass through this very difficult time so that I would realize that I did not have him. When I was young, I had, I had heard so much about Jesus. And when I came and went to school, I want to explain. Keep on your hand by that. I'm going to explain something. The reason why he's talking about school in our culture, that doesn't like, like, oh, you got a bad grade, who cares? In Haiti, school is extremely, extremely important. Your whole life is um, dependent on whether you do well in school or not. You won't get a job if you don't pass school. You won't, you won't be able to do anything if you don't have school. So for the fact that he's saying he, got, he didn't pass his exams is like a life-destroying moment. I just wanted to make that clear because there's a cultural thing that he would not have been able to get a job. He would have not have been, and that's Haiti's third world impoverished already. So for you not to be able to get a job, you would not eat. Your family won't eat. Okay? So he hit the lowest moment there and then realized that God was the only one that could help him out of that situation. Yes. She was explaining to you the context of Haiti. It's not the same as here. <laughs> yeah, once you have it, you don't pass an exam, everything in life is very difficult for you. I cried and cried and cried because I didn't have Jesus. After I got that bad grade, I realized God is real and I needed him. And he, and he restored me from that moment on. And I started to see the world in a different way. And then I all of a sudden understood who I needed to serve. And very quickly, I wanted to know the word of God. Because God called me to make a difference in the world. And so through this, I began to realize God was going to use me. I, yeah, I really wanted to get baptized as soon as I got saved. Yeah, and I ran into the church and I said, please, someone baptize me. And they did not want to baptize me. They said, I'm not ready. I'm too pressured. Because in my country, there's a lot of religion, tradition. And I was, but I was so hungry. I wanted, I had so much longing to serve God. And then my church said, we don't want to baptize you. And so I had to leave that church and go to another church so that I could be baptized. <laughs> because in Haiti, really, religion, it blocks us from knowing God. 
and that's what how the Lord showed me that I needed to be a minister for him. God calls you. Each one here in a different way he calls you. He called me through a bad great unemployment. I don't know what way that he's called you. But I just have to tell you, you are the response to the world. You need to serve with the presence of God to heal the world. The world is sick. The world is suffering. But do not forget, you have the response. You are the response. And each one of us very are very special. Maybe you're not hearing what God is saying to you in this moment. But God is calling you. God is going to tell you that you have a response in you. Don't stay sitting. Stop sitting. Stop just sitting. There are, there's a need in the world right now. There's a thirst in the world right now. You can't stay in your comfort zone where you are right now. You can't just be relaxed and comfortable where you are. There's a need that you need to go out. The God is calling you. You are the response. Stop just sitting. If you keep sitting, you're going to lose a privilege. God has called you to make a difference. To make the world different. You need to hear this. Hallelujah, you need to hear this. There is a suffering. And you have the response. You have the medicine for the world. You are the doctor for the world. God's talking to you right now. Let him use you in what you're doing, even in the small things you're doing. You need to obey him. Obey him. Obey God. You can do something extraordinary. He can do it through you. I want to get to you to tell you this. In the day, there will be coming. In whatever place that you are, God's going to find you because he needs you. I don't know what you're doing right now. I don't know what activities you're doing. But God has designed you to give a response. You have the response. Don't fear. There's a fear. You do not need to fear. God is with you to make a difference. He's waiting for this from you because there's a thirst. There's a suffering and it hurts. The people are in pain. 
but you are the response to what the Father wants you to do. Do you want to let God use you to make a difference in the world? Don't fear. Many times, things that happen in the world, they make us fear. They give us fear inside of us. But you don't need to. Because God's in you for you to be able to give a response. No matter what happens, you're special. You're not common. You're not common. God's called you. He has put a seed in you so you can make a difference so that pe the people who are suffering, the people who don't have hope, the people who are low and down and out, if you understand that, if you understand what we're saying, Every time that God calls you, speaks to you, he makes provision for it. Not just a little, a lot of provision. If you disobey, there will be people who suffer. But if you obey, there will be joy. There will be peace. And there will be other people who benefit from this. Because one blessing, he, he has a part that's individual for us. So there's two parts to the blessing. One is personal and individual. The second can be collective. So if you just, just hold in your calling, don't do anything with it, and you don't care to go, you don't want to go, you're going to go through suffering. And then in this hour, we'll call you selfish. I don't want you to hold on to your calling for yourself. Open your heart. Obey. God's speaking to you. You have something for your, you to do. There's something for you to do. Because the world is asking, where are you? And they're going to be looking, where are you? God called Jeremiah. Jeremiah didn't know. But in his stomach, in his belly. Oh, and when he was in his mother's belly, God designed him for him to give a response to a whole nation, a nation that had fallen, that had gotten problems. This morning, I'm telling you, you are the Jeremiah for this world. You're the light for this world. You are the light for the world. You are the medication for this world. For the whole sickness that is out there. You don't need to fear. You do not need to fear. You should start now. Right now, right where you are. 
right now. <coughs> right now. <coughs> and he's going to make a way. <coughs> and it's going to be a global response. <coughs> Amen. 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 Yeah. Thank you, God, Jesus. So, I, I mean, I can't. He reemphasized himself three times. Very clearly, the same thing over and over again. And I just want to share with you today that um, he, we haven't shared with him anything about where we're at as a church or anything. And what he just shared about us each having a specific role. We've talked about that the past month, two months, that each person here has a specific role, calling, gift from God. And I really believe this pleading, he was pleading with us for the world, on behalf of the world, pleading for us as the church to go out and to make a difference. There was a, a longing that came forth from him today that was really from the Father's heart for us. And I want to reemphasize that again because this is real. There's a longing in the world, and we cannot just sit any longer where we are in our comfort zone just doing the same old thing over and over and over again if there's not change happening in our lives there's a problem if there's not change happening in our decision making in our life in our week to week if there's no change happening there's a problem god is calling us now did you hear him 10 times right now, right now? There's an urgency he was tapping into in the spiritual realm right now. There's a sickness, not just naturally, spiritually. There's a sickness right outside our door. And like he said many times, we have the response in Jesus. We are meant to be the response to the world. We have it in us as a seed a seed, the seed of God inside of us to a dying and hopeless world that's waiting expectantly for a response. And we are that. If we just stay here, if we just stay here, then they will not, they'll say, where is it? They'll be lost. God is calling you specifically. And it's not, I want to emphasize, too, it's not just for the person next to you. It's not just for the evangelist. It's not like, oh, well, that's not my personality. Oh, no, that's not me. God's not called me to do that. I'll just go to church and I'll just pray on Sunday. No, this is for each and every single one of us. Our lives should overflow to encounter the world with life. And I want to share these two testimonies. I forgot, but I think the Lord did it because this is goes right in line with what he said. We've been praying that our food pantry, that a spirit of poverty would be broken over the food pantry, a, a poverty mindset, because it's all this, you know, just hopelessness, sadness, heaviness, need, and a never wanting to get out and do beyond. And we've seen little responses. Just yesterday we had food pantry, and one woman called me aside, and she said, Wesley, someone gives me and my husband a gift every year, and we have seen how much you love us, how much you care for us, how much you take care of us week after week. We feel God's love, and so we want to give you money for doing that. We want to give back to you 
and I started crying on the spot because this is breakthrough, major, major breakthrough. When you're in a poverty mindset, you won't give money. You won't give money. And I believe that, God, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We've been praying, declaring, standing in faith, and God gave, gave this little, like, look what I'm doing. She gave us money and said, do whatever you want to do with it. God is so, and that's what she said. It's blowing my mind. God is pleased with you. I believe she just prophesied. God is pleased with you. This is the, the reflection to the world, right? This is our ability to show the world. And she realized that because we took time to listen, to care, to give food, to ask how she's doing, to remember her name. Simple things, guys. This is not hard. This is the call of the world. It's seeing it. They see it. And things are happening. God, see, I'm going to say one more thing, and then she's going to say something. God, see, the other day, God, see, was in incredible poverty. Incredible poverty. Like making a dollar a day eating one meal a day. Rice. He lived in a two-by-six home with his family of five. Literally. Dirt floors. Like, I'm telling you, that's what he lived in. We went to see the House of Prayer the other day, and as Joe was sharing the story, he said to me, can I give an offering? I about lost it on the spot. He gave what he had, which is what he had, to the House of Prayer because he said, God is going to do something globally through this movement, and I must give to it. Do you know what happened? I, I'm going to cry again because I... I if you've seen his home, which I've been there, if you've seen his, you know, it just hits you even harder. But we've been praying for over a year together for him to get a job because it's extremely difficult. There's no jobs in Haiti. It's very hard to get work. when you He can't pay, pay for stuff for his family. He has a two-year-old, a seven-year-old, an 18-year-old. He comes out of his room three hours later, five, three hours after giving that little seed, what what, like the widow's might, the last of what he had, and he said, Wes, I have some great news. I got a call from Haiti. I got a job at the airport, and I'm going to be working 40 hours a week at the airport. But this is what we're saying. We sow these seeds, and God multiplies back far beyond. And what my mom said to him, she said, Gaji, this is the very beginning of the outpouring of blessing over your life because you gave, you gave. And that's for each one of us, guys. When we give, when we give out of our need, he gave out of great need, and God just immediately poured back out over him. This is the God that we serve. We have a seed inside of us that the world needs. Do not hold it back. like I was just about to say what you just said about my daughter <laughs> this was a great testimony the Lord just gave me I was just about to say it if brother Joseph if he didn't want to obey and he had fear I couldn't have gotten the blessing see that's what God told me 
I've been waiting for a job. I can't find, I couldn't find a job for so long. But God worked through him so that I could bless him. And immediately, there was something ready for me. My phone rang. Monday, I'm going to start work. Yeah, they said they can't wait for me. He doesn't get back till Tuesday. Morning, early, he gets back 8 a.m. They said, we can only wait till Tuesday to give you this job. They said, this will be the last day we'll wait for you to get here. So he's going to fly in and go straight to work. (laughs) God is great. So many people to be blessed through you. You are the source because Jesus is in you. That's what makes you source. Don't close the source. Don't close the source because there are people, too many that are thirsty and they need to come drink and your source in your well. <laughs> and they need to come drink in the house of prayer. <laughs> yes, amen, amen. So let's just stand. We're going to just stand and pray and receive this word. I just believe there's so much faith here right now for what's happening, for what God's doing. Not tears, not tears. We're new in miracles. Actually, we're in the middle of a trial right now. So bless.